Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game. Public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful bonnet Keto, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld. Risking his life at criminals and rocketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, The State's Witness. The Green Hornet strikes again. young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, looked at the headlines of the latest edition of his paper as his secretary, Lenore Case, placed it on the desk before him. Then he spoke. Ah, Hendrick's murder case will be clinched when they put the star witness on the stand day after tomorrow. Yes. It's rumored, according to Axford, that the witness is the former secretary in the Hendricks and Barnes office, Marie Dayton. Axford says he heard she's going to testify that she went back to the office to get her gloves the evening of the murder... And she saw Hendricks placing the gun in Barnes' hand after he'd been shot. Of course, Hendricks has stuck to his story that it was suicide. Yes, I know. It was generally known that their brokerage business was almost on the rocks. I was acquainted with Barnes through the Civic Club. Hey, didn't seem like the time to kill himself. So far, they haven't built up too much of a case against Hendricks. So everybody says around here. But if she testifies... It's going to probably mean his conviction. Mm -hmm. I understand Miss Dayton didn't want to testify, so she was summoned to appear. The police are holding her as witness. Hendricks has a clever attorney and is fighting hard to win an acquittal. But he and Hendricks will certainly have to put their heads together to get out from under that girl's testimony. That afternoon, two men made their way down a dimly lit corridor of the city jail... Right in, sir. You're limited to ten minutes. Thanks very much. Webb, I've been waiting for you to come. I got here as soon as I could, Mr. Hendricks. Well, what do you think? I didn't like the way the prosecution acted this morning. Maybe they'll come up with something that'll convict me. Ah, don't lose your nerve. You'll make out all right. That jury, the way they looked at me. <laughs> don't let that upset you. You never can tell about a jury. Anyway, they know the prosecution is bringing in a witness. And they're waiting to hear the testimony that Marie will give day after tomorrow. Testimony that Marie will give? 
you said... I know, I know. Don't worry. Leave everything to me. Day after tomorrow, when they call Marie to the stand, I'll toss a bombshell that will shake the court. Hi, Casey. Morning, Reed. Well, Axford, where have you been? I just came from Cop's headquarters, Reed. <laughs> oh, that's what you say, Michael. You probably just got up. <laughs> Is that so now? If Reed had looked into my room this morning before he left, he would have seen I'd already gone. Well, Cato said you had an early breakfast. What's new at headquarters? Oh, not much. Though they do say the district attorney's office thinks they got the Hendricks case clinched. Mr. Reed and I were discussing that case yesterday afternoon. Well, that's right. So far, I understand the prosecution hasn't much to go on. Yeah, Hendricks swears Barnes committed suicide. Well, were his prints on the gun or anything like that, Michael? Nope. Only Barnes' fingerprints are on it. Barnes was found slumped over his desk dead with his gun in his hand. It was his own gun. Hendricks says he was in his own office next to Barnes. That he rushed in, saw what happened when he heard the shot, then called the cops. But what about the girl, the secretary? Yes, what about her? Was she there in the office when the police arrived? No, but one of the cleaning women told the cops she saw the Dayton girl going in. So the cops picked her up for questioning. Well, then she told them the story she's going to tell tomorrow on the witness stand. No, not at the time, Reed. In fact, the combined story she and the cleaning woman told was something like this. Oh, hello, Maggie. Good evening, Miss Dayton. Are you coming back to get some work out tonight? No, I've put in a full day already. I left my gloves on my desk. I came back to get them. Oh, so that's it, is it? Them two men you work for are still inside. I wait for them to leave. Oh, I guess they'll be leaving soon. Well, I better go in for my gloves. <gasps> oh, glory be! To the shop room inside your place there. Yes, yes, I'll see what happened. Miss Dayton, Mr. Barnes has just killed himself. I'll have to phone for the police. Oh, how terrible. I can't stand it. I just can't. I'm going home right now. Well, she turned around and beat it out of the office and went home, she said. I see. But I understood that I she know, had... I know. When the cops started asking her questions, she changed her story, implicating Hendricks. And that's the story she'll tell tomorrow. That Hendricks had the gun in his hand and was putting it into Barnes' hand as she looked through Barnes' door. Without her testimony, Hendricks would have a chance. Uh, that's right. I wonder why she told the first story. <laughs> She's supposed to be in love with Hendricks. That's why she don't want to testify. But, of course, she has to. <laughs> now, you know, Casey, if Reed was the one and you walked in on him, you wouldn't want to tell on him, would you? Seeing as how you... <laughs> you stop talking now with him. Don't let him kid you. Kidnap, I... Look at her blushing, would you? <laughs> if I walked in and saw Mr. Reed shooting you, I... maybe I'd even help him do it. <laughs> well, there you are, Exford. You'd better watch your step around here from now on. Oh, Casey gets riled up over every little thing. <laughs> I've gone into the city room. See you later. Darn him. I could gladly choke him for that. <laughs> Don't let it bother you. I promise to forget what he said. Well, look, Mr. Reed... What about that editorial you were going to dictate? You know, about how people in the state can prevent corrupt government by intelligent voting and so forth? <laughs> Changing the subject. <laughs> oh, I don't feel like bothering with an editorial now, Miss Case. You write it. Just as you say, but a while ago you said you well, had I'm the... still interested in Hendricks' case. 
I have some data in my private files on him. He was in the news because of some rather shady stock transactions on one or two occasions. Shall I bring his folder to you? Yes. I might run across something. Well, you never can tell. I hope his folder is still there. Well, I'll soon find out. Yes, yes, here it is. You seem to have quite a lot on Mr. Hendricks in this folder. Yes, some of it's confidential, stuff that couldn't be printed. That's what I want to look over. Well, I'll go out and get started on that editorial now. Good. As soon as you finish it, send it to Gunnigan. Don't you want to read it first? Can't be bothered. Now I'll find out just what I have on Mr. Hendricks. That evening, Brett Reed went to his apartment where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. The two men discussed the Hendricks case. I went through my private folder on Hendricks, Cato. I found that his past is rather shady. You think he really killed partner, Mr. Britt? I wouldn't like to say. But from what I hear, the prosecution will offer proof that he did kill Barnes. I read in Sentinel that prosecution expect to put secretary on stand at trial tomorrow. That's right. They'll claim she was an eyewitness to the fact that Hendricks placed the gun in Barnes' hand after the shooting. That's not good for Hendricks. No, decidedly not. Well, you spoke of Hendricks' past. Yes, he tried to pull some swift stock deals out on the coast a few years ago. He lost out. Then when his creditors moved in, they found that everything he owned had been put into his wife's name. She double-crossed him by getting a quick divorce. Then he came here and hooked up with Barnes. Well, it looked to me like he really killed Barnes. I'm inclined to agree with you, Keto. Well, don't then turn in. I want to go to the office early tomorrow and stop by the city room. Then I'll go to the trial with Axford and see what happens. There's Gunnigan over there, Reed. Oh, I see him. Good morning, Gunnigan. Oh, morning, Shay. Hiya, Mike. Hey, you all ready for the big news? I sure am. I'd like to be the first on the street with that girl's testimony, if we can do it. I'll phone you as soon as she finishes. Oh, you going over to the courtroom, Chief? Yes. By the way, you'd better plan on an extra edition when Axford calls in the news. Everybody's interested in this case. Sure, I know. I'll be all set up and ready to roll. Good. Well, Miss Case has some data on Hendricks that I just gave her. You better get pictures, too, of Hendricks, Miss Dayton, of Barnes. Right. He's sure to be convicted after that girl testifies. Well, that remains to be seen. He has a very clever lawyer. Webb doesn't lose many cases. Yeah, I was thinking of that myself. <laughs> With the testimony they expect Miss Dayton to give, Hendricks won't have a chance to buy way of thinking. You never can tell, Mike. You never can tell. Well, that's right, Gunnigan. Well, come on, Axford. Better go early. We don't want to miss anything. Okay, I'm ready. I'll be waiting to hear from you. You will. Don't worry. See you later. So long. Order in the courtroom. Well, here we go, Reed. Yes. I have a feeling that... Prosecutor will call his first witness to the stand. 
That's her sitting there at the table. Yeah, I noticed you when we came in. Your Honor, prosecution will present only one witness. I'd like to call Miss Marie Dayton to the stand. Order in the courtroom. Order in the courtroom. Miss Dayton, Miss Marie Dayton, take the stand. She standed up. Objection. Wait a minute. The defense attorney is getting to his feet. Your Honor, I object to this witness testifying. On what grounds do you base your objection? The grounds that the prosecution has no right to force the witness, known as Marie Dayton, to testify. I was sure we would pull something funny. I don't get it, Reed. I thought... Wait a minute. Listen. Your Honor, this is ridiculous. The prosecution has every right to question... Your Honor. A wife can't be forced to testify against her husband. Mr. Hendricks and Miss Dayton were secretly married the day before Mr. Bond's death. Order! 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 This may be some trick to prevent the prosecution from putting Miss Dayton on the stand. I assure the court that what I say is true. Mr. Hendricks and Marie Dayton were married the day before Mr. Bond's death. So that's what Webb had up his sleeve. I knew he was coming up with something startling. He always does. But is what he says true? That she can't testify, Reed? Yes, they can't compel a wife to testify against her husband and vice versa. Your Honor, I demand proof that this marriage has taken place. I have that proof, Your Honor. If the court pleases, I'd like to present this marriage license and this certificate of marriage as proof. All right, Your Honor. Your Honor, the prosecution requests the court to adjourn trial proceedings until such time as we can check the documents. The documents presented by the defense attorney is proof of this marriage. Why, you insolent pup. Now, wait a minute. Wait. You mean to insinuate Order. that the defense will present documents to this court that will prove that I don't put anything on it. Unless the attorney for the defense refrains from name calling in this courtroom, I'll hold him in contempt of court. That's telling him. The weapons of the title would pull a fast on if he got a chance. The court grants the request of the prosecution for a delay in proceedings in this case. This card is hereby adjourned until day after tomorrow. Thank you, Your Honor. Later, Britt Reed and Axford returned to the city room of the Daily Sentinel. Mike, that news you phoned in show was a surprise, but it was still good for an extra. It was a surprise, all right. Yes, and it put a crimp in the prosecution's case against Hendricks. What are they going to do now? Well, the court was adjourned until day after tomorrow to give them time to check the facts and so forth. I knew Webb would have something up his sleeve. Do you think they really were married like he said, Reed? Of course, Axford. Webb wouldn't dare make a statement like that if it weren't true. Somehow I'd hate to see that Hendricks get off. Personally, I think he's as guilty as the devil. I agree on that, Gunnigan. But unless they find some evidence that'll hold, Webb will get him off. Oh, you're not kidding. Webb's a smart criminal lawyer. You better get over to the DA's office, Axford, and see what they have to say about it. Yeah, and I'll send somebody out to see if Webb will make a statement. They've got the pictures all set. Good. I'm going out to my office. If you want anything, call me. After carefully checking his file on Hendricks, Brett Reed left his office at the Daily Sentinel and went to his apartment. You home early, Mr. Britt. It's just getting dark. Yes, I want an early dinner. I expect to have a lot to do. I hear about trial over radio. 
Webb really came through the fast one that time. I'm sorry, thanks. I'm convinced now that Hendricks did kill Barnes. He's likely to get away with it because of a legal technicality. But if there's nothing to be done about it, then it's no use Look, to try. Remember last night when I told you Hendricks had been divorced? Oh, yes, sir. But that... It was a he... Mexican divorce, Cato. And not legal here. I already sent the information to the DA's office for them to check. But in the meantime, the Green Hornet is going to try to find some definite evidence against Mr. Hendricks. Britt and Cato ate a hasty dinner. Then, stepping through a secret panel in the rear of the closet in the bedroom, they went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Brittany pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. Where are we heading, Mr. Britt? To the building where Hendricks and Barnes have their offices. small building on the next corner, Cato. Well, you hope to find evidence in office where a man murdered? No. You know as well as I do that the authorities would have already gone over that office with a fine tooth comb. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I want to look over the secretary's desk and also Hendricks. You can never tell what might come to light. Park just ahead, Cato. Well, yes, sir. The car will be all right here. As long as no one raises the hood, they won't know it from any other car of the same make. Well, they see super-powered motor, and then they know it, Black Beauty. Come on, we have a lot to do. Here's the entrance to their office. You think they're guarding building? Oh, I checked on that. This is just a small place. I have to use my special key. Hold that flashlight closer. Oh, yes, sir. Here's secretary's desk. We'll tackle that first. sent by Barnes. Did you both use same secretary? Yes. These are all dated the day that Barnes was killed. The girl didn't bother filing them before she left. I... Look here, Cato. Well, what'd you find? Among these copies, I find this original signed by Barnes and addressed to the district attorney's office. The girl forget to mail that one, perhaps. I don't believe she forgot. Listen to this. Gentlemen, I would like an appointment, if possible, on Friday the 10th. 
to discuss a matter of importance in connection with our company. Sincerely, John Barnes. He die on eighth. It show him not suicide if he asked for appointment ahead, perhaps. Not only that, the girl was in love with Hendricks. She must have told him of this note to the DA's office, then put it with the copies to destroy later on Hendricks' orders. Now, this would prove to be a motive against Hendricks. Come on. Take this letter and see that it gets into the proper hands. No, I don't think you'll do any such thing, Hornet. Get him up and quick. (laughs) Took you by surprise, didn't I? It happens I came up here to get that letter and its copy. I'm holding the gun, you know. So hand them over. So the great lawyer Webb is just a shyster after all, eh? On the contrary. I keep my reputation for winning cases by making sure nothing turns up that might interfere. You're not going to get this letter, Webb. <laughs> I'm going to get the letter. And also get you, Hornet. I can use the reward offered by the Sentinel. You should get an additional reward for capturing that helper of yours there. You have it all figured out, haven't you? Right. And luck played a little part in my plan. When I saw the light and eased the door open, I was fortunate enough to catch both of you without a weapon in your hands. Hand over that letter. Well, I guess... Sorry, uh, slipped out of my hands. Slipped on purpose, you mean? That I'd come over to pick it up, then you'd both jump me. (laughs) That's just what I'm not going to do. You pick it up, Hornet. And remember, I'm watching you both closely. Okay. I move out of way. You stand still. Thanks for looking away. Hey, uh, you should have played football, Webb. You wouldn't be caught off guard. We haven't time to fool with you. No. I get letter and copies. Good. Let's get out of here. Come on. back home over two hours now. Yet evening's still early, Mr. Britt. Yes. You know, for a moment, Webb really had us stumped, since neither one of us had a gun in his hand. Ah, but it worked out okay. Cato, uh, turn on the radio, will you? Oh, yes, sir. The letter and the copies we picked up are in the mail to the DA's office. And for the moment, the situation is tense in that part of the world. Local news of interest has broken tonight in the Hendricks case. The district attorney's office, working upon information received from an undisclosed source, has verified the fact that Hendricks' divorce in Mexico is not legally recognized here. Meaning, of course, that his hasty marriage to Marie Dayton is not legal. Therefore, the district attorney's office will take steps to force her to give testimony against Hendricks when the trial resumes. In the sports world, I'm well, saying baseball clubs... Will that mean that Hendricks get convicted, perhaps? Yes. Her testimony, along with that letter, should do it. Miss O'Reed's apartment. Let me talk to Reed, Cato. Oh, yes, Miss Axford. Hello, Axford. What's up? Hey, Reed. I'm at Cobb's headquarters. A guy from Webb's office. You know, Hendrick's lawyer. Yeah, I know. What about it? Well, the guy came in with the writ of habeas corpus for the release of Marie Dayton. You mean he's now there with the writ? That's right. Sarge says they've had no word from the DA's office, so they're going to let her go for the time being. I see. Well, keep your ears open and find out all you can, Axford. I'll see you later. Goodbye. Cato, we have to move fast. What happened? Webb's getting the girl out. From what I saw of that lawyer tonight, I wouldn't put it past him. You're right. We get Black Beauty, go and hurry to headquarters. Yes. The Green Hornet's going to nip Webb's scheme in the bud. If we don't, it may mean another murder. Let's go. 
Meantime, at police headquarters, Mike Axford was interviewing Marie Dayton as she waited at the front desk for her release. Now that they say your marriage to Hendricks is legal, what are you going to do in regard to testifying? That depends on the advice I get from Mr. West. <laughs> If the DA's office decides you got to testify, it won't make any difference what the guy Webb says. You'll have to testify anyway, according to what you know to be the truth, Miss Dayton. But they tell me Mr. Webb is the one who's getting me out of here. That must mean he has some influence. Influence or... me, I. It is the law that makes it possible for him to get you out on a writ of habeas corpus. But it's the law, too, that can make you tell what you know in a murder case. And I wonder why Mr. Webb's so anxious to get me out. There's no way he can keep the district attorney's office from making me testify. If I knew just how that guy Webb thought, I'd probably get a school for me papers, says I. Mr. Webb seems to me to be a very smart lawyer. Well, no, maybe he is, and then again, maybe he ain't. It's all in how you look at it. Or it's him, that is. <laughs> From the look I've had of Webb, I'd say he's a little too smart. Of course, I admit he's got something to be able to get you to you marry up with him. You forget our marriage took place before the murder. Sure. But I've been thinking... You have a cigarette, young man. Huh? Who are you? Oh, oh you mean me? <laughs> no, but, but I have a cigar. Is that... Uh... No, of course you wouldn't want that. <clears throat> I'm sure I would. Well, no, maybe I can All find... Right, Miss you can get hey, Sarge, you got a cigarette on you? Sure. But since when have you started to... Are you kidding? You already got that stogie in your mouth. Well, it's for Miss Dayton. Oh, well, that's different. I got one here, Miss. Thank Tell you. Here's here, here the light. Here's the light. Come. You boys are very attentive. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, now, after Look all... Look at Sarge acting like a gentleman. Miss <laughs> Dayton, if you'll follow me, I'll show you the way to the inspector's office. You got to see him for just a minute. Then you'll be free to leave with the guy who came in with the writ. He's waiting in the inspector's office. All right. I'll certainly be glad to get out of this place. Show me the way. And let's get the talk with the inspector finished as quickly as possible. Were we able to see front entrance of police headquarters from here in car? You think they're gone, perhaps? Oh, we got here in five minutes. I think they're still inside. There's a car drawn up at the curb. Well, what are we to do, Mr. Britt? I may be wrong, but I believe that girl is in danger. The case hangs on her testimony. Oh, look. There come girl and man now. Oh, that's the girl, all right. After they get into the car, we'll follow just in case. Oh, look. Car coming fast. I'm running close to the curb over there. That's it, kiddo. Gunman after the girl. I'll fire a couple of shots before they get near enough to her. <laughs> now start the car. We've got to take a chance and pull in front of them. They stop in time. That did it. Get down, kid. Here come the police. Back up and swing around. Let's get out of here. I'm all right. I heard shooting and dropped down. We'll take you back inside for safekeeping. Holy smoke. Look at here, Axford. Two guys with machine guns beside them, ready to use. One of them's wounded. I know. I'm sure Webb sent those men to get rid of me. Well, we'll find out. But I'd sure like to know who was in that other car, shooting back at him. It pulled out in front and stopped the killer's car. Holy troll, listen. That was the harness car, Sarge. The harness, eh? Well, he saved the state's witness and lost Webb a case. 
That's one criminal lawyer the Hornet will never be able to call in for help. <laughs> the Hornet's smarter than Webb. If he's ever caught, he'd think a way out without a lawyer to my way of thinking. Sarge, you just can't beat a guy like that green Hornet. copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. And all characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Al Neal speaking. Now here's a special program note. It's Darts for Dough show, and its target is fun. Yep, set your sights for A1 Entertainment with Darts for Dough coming up next on this same station. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.